Good morning and welcome to Building Beast Brands, the authentic Rob G podcast. I'm Rob G. Today is Wednesday, December 12th, 2018. Another crisp day outside. Looks like fall. A little warmer today. I think it's like going to be up to 40 degrees today, which is awesome because I can't stand the freezing cold. I hate the ice. I hate the snow. Um, Great for snowboarding on. I look forward to that. But outside of that, shoveling and blowing the snow is definitely not in uh, my top 10 list of things to do. But we're not here to talk about the weather necessarily. It's just a good way to kick off a podcast, I think. (laughs) What we are here to talk about today is branding. And that's what we do on Building Beast Brands. We, we teach companies, we coach companies how to build beast brands. And the beast brand is a company that is fearless and unapologetic in stating what it stands for and will not, what it will not tolerate in its industry, boldly separating itself from bland brands. That's what a beast brand is. Uh, I want to tell you where to find me across the web. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG. You can head on over to YouTube for my channel Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y with Rob G, where I talk about business ownership, branding, and productivity. Got lots of great content coming up there regularly, so check it out. But today I want to talk about, yes, branding, but what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about how it pertains to your business. And a lot of companies think branding, they think logo. They think uh, name, they might think website, and that really is a starting point for what a company needs to do to get branded properly. I know that when we receive calls, inquiries from companies who say they need a website, most of the time they are guessing at what they need. A website is a solution to a problem. A logo is a solution to a problem. Branding is a solution to a problem. So what really we have here is what I have to do and those in my industry have to do is we have to sit down and we have to talk with these business owners, these decision makers about what their problem is. What are they trying to solve? Because sometimes the solution that they come up with, i.e. we need a website, is not necessarily the solution to the problem they're having. Hmm. This is where discovery comes in and where what we do is actually more of consulting because we have to diagnose what that problem is and prescribe the proper solution. I've had companies come to me and say, well, we need a website. We already have a logo, so we can just use that. And, um, you know, you can do everything else. We can, you can do the website and whatever else they need done. Some cases they're right. Sometimes they they don't need a logo. Sometimes they have what they think is a logo and it's really just some kind of, I don't know, some kind of mark that was come up by, usually it's a friend. Because when it's not paid for, (laughs) it means it's a friend, it means it's a student, it means it's somebody who's brand new who may not necessarily understand what it takes to develop a proper logo for a company. That's okay. We all got to start somewhere. But, you know, when you're a startup, I say this all the time, when you're a startup, you don't necessarily need branding. You, you don't even necessarily need a logo. How about that? We're a branding company. We, we do design. I'm telling you, you don't need a, a logo. You don't need branding. 
in the case of you just starting up, what you need is sales. You need sales to get going. You need to generate some revenue. You need to be in business for a period of time, a year or two, to develop some sort of, yes, revenue, regular revenue, but also processes what you do, and to also find out who you are in your marketplace. And that's where branding will come in. So as a startup, you don't need branding, you just need sales. But if you want to level up, you need branding. Okay, and sometimes that's a whole branding or rebranding depending on your situation. You may need a logo and a website and everything that goes along with branding. That's voice and messaging and name and all the things that go into doing each one of those things, typography and color and all those wonderful designy things that, that we love to do and create. So when you look at your business, you got to think, what's our problem? You know, is getting clients a problem? If getting clients is a problem, well, that's, that's really a, uh, a sales solution, more generally speaking, without speaking in terms of specific industries. How are you going to get more sales? How are you going to generate more? How do you get more clients? I think that's the age-old question. And there are many different answers to that, and I'm not going to get into because that's not the subject of today's podcast. The subject is more along the lines of, you know, um, how does branding fit into what you do and how can branding help you generate more revenue? So we're talking more about leveling up here. If we're talking about leveling up your business, how can you do that? Well, in terms of branding, you're going to want to find your beast brand and your beast brand. is Look, we're, we're not saying, you know, when we say beast, we're not saying you got to be aggressive and obnoxious and you got to be supercharged and it's more of an attitude of taking a stand and not apologizing for it and building your company's philosophy around following a process that is consistent with that brand. And I want to give you an example. And this is, this is a, a fictional example because I want to take a general idea and I would just want to say, look, here's what you can come up with because it's a creativity thing. You've got to create, uh, you have to come up with creative solutions to common problems. Because being creative is how you differentiate yourself from everybody else. So let's look at in the fitness space, space that I personally live in. It's part of my lifestyle. I believe that everybody should adopt some sort of fitness program because, uh, side note, I know it helps emotionally, helps physically, of course, helps mentally can help spiritually. It, being fit is part of having all-around health. But that aside, take the example of a personal trainer. You know, personal trainers are a dime a dozen. They may be employed by a, a gym, fitness club. They may be self-employed. Maybe they are a hired gun type of situation. They, uh, hi they get hired out by people to get them into shape. Athletes have personal trainers. Athletes have athletic trainers. If they're part of a team, usually that team, and particularly in professional sports, they'll have a sports trainer, an athletic trainer who helps the athletes on the team stay in shape, avoid injury, recover from injury as quick as possible and get back out on the playing field. 
But if we look at the space of, we'll narrow it down even more to say, consultant trainers, those who are self-employed, those who want to help people on a one-on-one basis with overall health, and this can be average people, you know, your next door neighbor, the guy next door, uh, the guy at work. It's people of all walks of life with no specific tie to athletics or or anything like that. They just want to be in shape. They want to be healthy, yada, yada, yada. You get the idea. But that space is so crowded. I mean, there are literally, I mean, I'm in the tri-state area, so thousands and thousands of personal trainers, and I bump into them all the time. And, you know, they're not, uh, as a group, they're all basically the same. They're very homogenized. And this is this is the common problem with any company, for the most part, if you've been established, is how do you separate yourself from all the competition? In a day and age where education is easy to come by, quality education, and most people get educated in their field of interest, they have no lack of knowledge and the internet helps with this. We can stay on top of our game more easily because there's so much information out on the internet with videos and podcasts and articles, you know, tweets coming out, millions every day where you can find out about the latest information in seconds. So how to differentiate yourself. Well, that is the whole brand strategy part of what we're talking about. And this is what we get paid to do, essentially. But if you want a a good example, you know, I look at personal trainers and I haven't done this example for anybody yet. I've yet to come across somebody who has needed our services in that field, but I'm sure there will be soon because we got ideas for that. And one idea could be this. If you look at fitness in terms of a person's motivation, you know, what motivates a person? I, I've always said this to my kids, you know, how do you get your kids to, to eat properly? How do you get your kids to do their chores? And it's my, always, my go-to reference phrase. And it's, it's all in the motivation. Do you pay your kid to eat? Do you pay your kid to do chores? Do you not pay them, but do you uh, say you'll buy them something you know, if they would just do what they're supposed to do? <laughs> I don't believe in paying for chores. Kids should just do that on their own. That should be a part of helping out. But sometimes extra things you get them to do, you got to pay them. You got to motivate them somehow, right? Buy them a game, take them to the store, buy them something, take them to some place that's fun. You know, you go to one of those um, those bouncy places if you got little kids. That always motivates them to go do something fun. So it's all in the motivation. So you look at fitness. Let's take women in particular, who, you know, women are they're the largest segment of the population that subscribes to diets and weight loss programs, and for the most part, a lot of those programs are targeted directly towards women because that's just the way it is. Let's not get into the psychographics as to why, but that's what it is. And so diets come up all the time. You hear about new diets and new fad diets and new shortcuts. And I don't believe in any of that stuff. I think it's all garbage. I think diets, I know diets don't work. They may have short-term results, but we're always talking about long-term results here on the podcast, and everything I do, it's targeted towards long-term. 
Nobody wants to get results quick and not have it on the long-term end. Although sometimes we do want short-term results and sometimes we do need short-term results to solve a quick problem. And that right there is what I'm talking about. If a personal trainer wanted to separate themselves from others, rather than saying, I'm certified, I help people lose weight, look at these testimonies, look at the before and after transformations, I can help you because I've helped them, which is all well and good. That should be in place. But they're all saying the same thing. So why would I choose one over the other? There's the question the customer always asks. Why should I choose you? That's the question you have to answer as the business owner. Why should I choose you? And guess what? All things being equal, it's always going to come down to price. And when you start competing on price, it's a downward spiral to see who can get to the bottom fastest. Driving yourself out of business. That's why people say business is so hard, generally speaking. Because you've got to compete on price. And as soon as you compete on price, you're going to lose most likely because there's always going to be some bigger company who can win because they've got lots of resources and lots of revenue at their disposal. If you're a little guy, you're going to lose on price. The good news is you don't have to compete on price. Back to our example. So we've got plenty of women, and I hear this all the time. In fact, I just heard my wife on a conversation with a relative just the other day, and I know this was playing out because this relative has a daughter that's getting married next year. And when does a woman want to lose weight the fastest? When does a woman get really motivated to lose weight? It's right before a wedding. So whether you are the bride-to-be or whether it's a, a family member and you've got to fit into that dress because every woman wants to look stunning. They want to be the head-turner as soon as they enter that room. All right, you get my drift. So what do they need to do? They, they need to lose weight. They need to lose weight fast. They need to look great in that dress. And here's the thing. They pick the dress and then hope that they fit into it. What if they had the body to begin with, then the options to choose the best dress become easier, right? So they all want to fit. They want to drop X amount of pounds. So if you're the fitness trainer, instead of just saying, hey, I can help you lose weight. Hey, I'm certified. Hey, I've helped other people lose 15 pounds. That's all great. But what if you became the wedding dress fitness expert? How about fitness for the wedding dress? Something along those lines where in an six to eight week program, we can help you drop 20 pounds and fit into that dress. Show us a picture of the dress. Show us the dress. We're going to help you devise a program in order to fit into that dress so you will become the head turner at the upcoming event, the wedding, whatever the event is. If you become the personal trainer whose expertise is in helping women get ready for the wedding to fit in that dress, to be able to say yes to that dress, do you know that you would be the go-to person and you would never be without business because the referral machine will kick in and you will be talked about amongst on Facebook and in all communities as the person to call to help fit into the gown. Think about that. 
Now look, I just came up with that idea. This is not something I've implemented, but this is the this is the nature of brand strategy. Do you understand? How do you differentiate yourself when everybody's saying the same thing, even though all that same stuff is perfectly valid and true? They're all facts and everybody's good. Everybody's got skills, everybody's got experience and everybody looks great on social media. But the person who can solve a very specific problem and narrow it down to something like that is the person who will never be without business. And that is the art of differentiation. And that is branding. So if you're, if you're a personal trainer, I just gave you a great idea right there. I mean, you can use that. I can't imagine that not working. And when we, if we were to do that actually for somebody, we would devise a whole strategy and it would encompass um, the website and it would encompass the social media, the voice, the messaging. It would encompass all that so that the strategy we would provide would tell you exactly what you got to do to make that happen. And that person would be successful in their industry. It's just one example, you know, using the fitness industry as a way to differentiate yourself as a way to use a very specific saleable package because that's really one of the keys right there is you want to have a, a, a step one package that you can sell to somebody. Forget free consultations, you know, forget free evaluations and assessments. Do you really want to do things for free where you're not compensated for your time? I doubt it. I don't. I don't know why you would. But look, who wouldn't pay to have that done? I mean, that's, that's just cut and dry. Really? You can help me do that? Where do I sign up? Here's my money. Thank you very much. And you can sell that package. And then what happens afterwards is this step two, I wouldn't even call it an upsell because look, if you're the fitness trainer that helped that woman fit into that amazing gown and she became the head turner at the wedding, then you could just turn around and say, hey, look, I can help you fit into everything and you will look amazing no matter where you go. Whether it's a pair of jeans, whether it's a brand new top, no matter where you go, it could be the office, the supermarket, or it could just be hanging out, you know, playing games with friends, going out to social events. Every time you walk in the room, heads turn. And you can sell that. You could be the head turning personal fitness expert. We create head turning bodies. You follow what I'm saying here? That is a whole narrow niche that is not going to limit your market share, but it will increase it because once you package that way and brand yourself that way, and you trademark these processes, you will become the go-to person and you will have, like I said, created a referral machine that will keep you busy and in business and you won't even really have to advertise much. This is all general, but the strategy is real. The strategy is there. That would work. I'd love to do that for somebody. I'm telling you, that, that's a great idea. And that is just one example of how this can be done. And no matter what your industry, hey, do you have an industry that you feel like, hey, I want to be a beast in my industry. I want to have some kind of package. I don't want to be giving free consultations anymore. I want to be paid for all my time. You know, reach out to me across the web. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG. Over on LinkedIn, Robert Genovese. You can check me out there. Head on over to YouTube for some more valuable insights on 
business ownership, branding, productivity. Check out those videos. Spike the comments below. Hit the subscribe button. I got great new content coming up regularly. I want to hear what you have to say. You got questions, I want to answer them. You got situations and success stories, I want to hear them. I want to put them out there. I want to show people, hey, this stuff is working for people, and why not you? So that's it for today. This has been Building Beast Brands, the Authentic Rob G Podcast. I am Rob G. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.